Maris and I have had our difficulties before, but never anything this serious. I really feel terrible having her mad at me. It's times like this, I wish I knew how to cry. Well, don't be embarrassed on my account, Niles. No, no, it's not that. I'm just not someone who cries. It's not in my nature. When Maris's uncle Lyle died, I had to shut my hand in the car door just to make a decent showing at the funeral. And that's from Fraser, obviously. And think of that in your own life. Times when you've had difficulty crying, such as, as a, at a funeral. Well, you might want to think a little bit about it because sometimes you don't love the person who died and so you don't feel any great loss. Let's say it's an abusive parent and the parent dies and you're feeling like, not like you want to cry, but you feel relief, like you want to celebrate, or someone that you really hated, the bully of, of your childhood, dies, and you just don't have it in you. You don't feel it. Well, you want to be able to understand yourself and to respect yourself. And if you can't cry at all, you need to challenge that premise. You need to be able to feel profound sadness when profoundly sad things happen to you. For example, with a kid, if, a, if they're pet dog dies, they love the dog, you want them to be able to experience the tears. Or if there's someone that you love who dies, whether it's in a war or whether it's in a car accident or whether it's from old age, just natural causes, you want to give yourself the freedom to be able to cry. It doesn't have to be publicly, but give yourself the freedom to cry. I've dealt with many clients who just don't give themselves permission to cry. And when they finally do cry, it is such a wonderful release. It's such a wonderful release for them. And it's such a, a privilege for me to be able to see them being true to themselves, not trying to have to run away from the tears when they fail them. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show is The Rational Basis of Happiness, and I'm here to answer your questions. My number is toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R. I'm a clinical psychologist, even though it isn't therapy. It's an opportunity for you to ask a clinical psychologist a question that you've been Ah, dueling with, struggling with. And right now we're going to turn to the phones and welcome Stacy. Stacy, you're having difficulty with your brother? Stacy? Stacy, can you hear me? Stacy, if you're here, please check back in. Uh, here's an email I received. This is Dear Dr. Kenner. My lying a problem has affected my love life and my friendships. I have had this problem since I was a child. And now I feel like it's a habit. I don't know how to let this go and stop the lying. I love this man, but he does not want to be with me because of my lying. We've been together for six years, and now it's over because of my lying problem. I need help quick to save my relationship and my friendships. Help me please, Tiffany. Tiffany, you are absolutely right that you need help but it isn't with your love relationship primarily, and it isn't with your friends. The relationship that you have to save, not your romantic one, not your friendships, but your relationship with yourself, Tiffany. So imagine this. Imagine going through life. This is what you've been doing. You've been lying to the boyfriend. The boyfriend asks you, have you taken out the garbage? And you said, yeah, I just took it out just like you said. And then he walks in the other room and there's the garbage. He's not going to trust you. Or 
he said, did you go to work today? But you blew off work. You went to the beach instead. And when he finds the sand on your <laughs> shoes, he's going to not trust you. If he says, have you ever cheated on me? And you said, no, I've never cheated on you. And then he finds out that you have forget it. I mean, he's been with you for six years. And if he's gone through injury after injury, reaching out, trying to rescue you, hoping that you'll change, and you're not changing, you're damaging your relationship with him. But as I said earlier, you're damaging your relationship with yourself. So if you go through life lying, you don't love yourself. All you can feel about yourself, Tiffany, is self-contempt. And you can't escape that you know your own character that you're a habitual liar. So the question is, can you change that? You know in the past that you may have put in some effort to change it, but it hasn't worked. You are now reaching out for help. I want to tell you, it will take a lot of effort on your part, a lot of self-understanding, a lot of taking some psychological risks to tell the truth, and not just to periodically tell the truth, but to observe what happens when you tell the truth inside yourself. You'll feel more relief. And then you need some introspective skills. When you do lie, you want to figure out what triggered those thoughts. Why did I lie? For example, let's say your boyfriend asks you, did you ever cheat on me? And you say, no, I never cheated on you. So you're thinking to yourself, but I did cheat on him. And you're remembering that you slept with his best friend and you slept with, who you name it, who else, some, some random stranger that you met. And so you obviously would have other problems rather than just the lying would be your choice making across the board. Um, but let's say that you did cheat on him. You have those facts in your mind, the facts that you cheated on him. But what's coming out of your mouth is something very different to your boyfriend. So how do you go about changing that? Well, write down why, what motivated you to say those words. Were you afraid that he wouldn't love you if he knew the truth? Well, if he doesn't love you, then you're just, well, he doesn't love you anyway. All he loves is the faked Tiffany that you're presenting to him, and that's not healthy. So the big question is, can you change Yes, you can. I would get a cognitive therapist. I would get professional help because you've been lying, as you said, for for forever, since you were a kid. There were probably reasons why you lied as a child. Perhaps you had a very authoritarian father and you feared his whippings or you feared his um, mean look or you feared his nasty mouth or you feared being grounded. And if that's the case... You can have some empathy for yourself that actually lying to an irrational person might have been a coping strategy, but it isn't when you deal with regular people, with healthier people. So you need to get the professional help to help yourself. Will it save the relationship? I will tell you, if you were in therapy with me, I would not make that the focus because this guy that has been with you for six years has every right to leave you, to have a life free of your lying, and he's got no moral obligation to stay with you. I would say clean up yourself first so you love yourself, and then you will make a, you will be able to make a much better partner with anyone, including this guy, if he does want to hang around or if he comes back into your life. So I would go to the website, academyofct.org, and it's that's the 
academyofcognitivetherapy.org. Um, you can also go to my website, drkenner.com. I have a link to it, Dr. D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R.com. So it's your relationship with reality that's most important. So you can go through life with saying, I can lie and fake things and get away with it. And it leaves you inside with a sleazy feeling of contempt for yourself and for those who are taken in by your lying. And you live in chronic fear of being discovered. So I recommend that, 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 well, I would say that's a lose-lose situation. And I recommend getting the help. I'm glad you're reaching out. And in the long run, Tiffany, faking reality, pretending things are other than they are, puts you fundamentally at war with reality. No good for you. No good for any partner, no good for any friendships. And I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show's The Rational Basis of Happiness. And we had a quick phone call offline. Somebody said that his son lost a dog in a car accident, and what should he do? Um, well, there are things that you shouldn't do. You shouldn't say, be a big boy, grow up, don't cry. I talked about that earlier. Let your son cry. Let your son help you have a burial service if you want it in respect to the the dog but don't you've got to be careful about saying well now he's in heaven because the child may think well I want to join him in heaven I recommend telling your son exactly what happens that when life ends it's a nat it's it's an unnatural end in this case but it's a natural fact that the dog could not survive the accident um, I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner and my show is the rational basis of happiness Thank you.